0: Hey there all my fantastic fanatics this is your man Dr. Usher coming at you live with a fantastic word of encouragement for you today so today if you've been following me on social media you know I've been talking about repent or perish and I'm just gonna be real with you guys before we jump into the Word of God I want to be real with you I'm going to explain to you what I'm talking about because you might have an idea of what I'm talking about but I think you might have misconstrued what I what I'm going to say. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to preference everything I say that I'm going to teach today with this statement. We are living in unprecedented times where mankind has disrupted the natural course of creation. Notice I didn't say nature. I say creation. Because nature basically comes from the belief that everything evolved into what it is today. It ignores the aspect of God. So that's why I say creation because we were created by God in his image. And there's a certain order by which he wants things done. And there's a certain lifestyle that we should live as humans on this earth and there are certain things that we should be doing and should not be doing on this earth. And those things that we're not doing are the things that are upsetting the balance of creation as we know it. And when we start tinkering with creation, that opens up a whole nother realm of problems because we tend to think that we as human beings have all knowledge to understand all things. Guys, we can't even figure out how the wind blows. We don't even know how that works yet. We can't even figure out how our eyesight works. What gives us eyesight? We know the mechanisms, but do we really know how it works? No, we don't. Here we are tinkering with creation, mending around with, you know, genetics and you know putting little genes here and genes there and splicing this and splicing that and creating all kinds of weird abnormalities that normally would not exist in creation. These things are man-made and you got to ask yourself, what's the end game with all this? What is man really trying to achieve with all this? Well. I'm gonna tell you like this. I believe that man is trying to achieve a certain level of godlike behavior or godlike qualities. What do I mean by godlike qualities? Well, remember, God can speak to all of us at the same time or individually. He can give us thoughts, he can give us dreams, he can basically control everything that we do if he so chose to do so. And I think mankind is trying to tap into that by creating a man-made version of how the Holy Spirit works. So what's the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is Jesus everywhere. It's God everywhere. It's, it's God's Spirit where he interacts with mankind and, and touches the hearts of man sways the thoughts of man and, and you know does all this miraculous work. Well mankind is trying to be like that. Mankind is trying to become his own God. And how is he trying to do it? Through technology. See if mankind if mankind can develop technology that imitates or mimics what God can do naturally then man thinks that okay we can do what God does we can control the the will and minds of men and that's the whole end game of this because they want to master creation they don't want to work with creation they're trying to master it but they fail to understand these scientists and these, these people that are liberal in their thoughts and, and whatever, they fail to understand that we're never going to understand the infinity of the immensity of the knowledge of God. We are not able to take nothing and make something out of nothing like God did. Yes, mankind is going to try. They're going to take something that God already made and try to duplicate it and screw it up like they've always done. But the whole thing is, why is all this happening? What's going on, Raph? Why is it that we have COVID, and now we're on the third variant, or there might be more variants out there. We have no idea. Man has unleashed Pandora's box. They started tinkering with things that they should not have been tinkering with, and now it's unleashed in the world. And a lot of us, we we take it with stride. But there are still people dying around the world as we speak of this thing. As many of you go on living your lives, many of you have been impacted by COVID. Some of you have lost your sense of smell, some of you smell like there's rotten food or a burnt smell in your nose all the time. Some of you have lost your memory, some of you have lost your, your, your will to live, depression. There's all kinds of things going on with your body that you can't explain because this is a post-COVID world and you're dealing, dealing with a post-COVID infection. And there's no sign that this is gonna let up anytime soon. So you gotta ask yourself, who's the only one that can rescue us? Because if we think that man can rescue us from this, look at this, they can't. When man thinks they figure something out, they come out with the RM&A type thing, and they make this vaccine, oh, it'll fix everything, because we took some of the DNA from this virus and we put it in this thing, and now we put it in your body, and you're cured. And did it work? No. It didn't work. A lot of us that had the vaccine still got COVID. Did it work? Some people say it did. Some people say it didn't. But anything that man creates, there's a 50-50% chance that it's going to (laughs) fail. I'm giving y'all a 50-50% chance. But with God, there's a 100% chance that nothing he does fails. So you got to ask yourself, who can help us? get through this? Who can change the course of nature at the blink of an eye? Our Creator? Our God? Jesus Christ can change all this in the twinkling of an eye, but the only thing that we have to do is repent. If mankind repents, repent of the wicked ways and the things that we've done, and the things that we are allowing that's disrupting the course of creation, there's no doubt in my mind that God will end this overnight. But because of the hard-heartedness of man, because man is hard-hearted, and because man is hard-headed, and because Satan's got many people tricked and deceived, rather than repent, man's gonna get more angry. You know, we read in the book of Revelations how no matter what God did to these guys in the end of of ages, when he's pouring out all this wrath and these sicknesses on people, rather than recognize this is God's wrath, they get angry at him and they cuss him even more. Now, I don't believe we're in the end age just yet where we should be at that point. I still think that we are in a time and age where we can still repent. We can still repent, people. We're not at that time yet. Pre-trip, post-trip, or mid-trip, we're not there just yet. So I still believe that there's time for us to repent. And the message that we should be speaking as Christians, even when we're on our deathbed, is repent or perish. Now you say, Ralph, why you gotta say repent or perish? You're making it seem like, you know, this is God causing all this stuff. No, God did not cause this, but God can fix it. But in order for God to fix it, we have to do something called repent. We have to repent. That means turn away from our wicked ways. That means the things that we did to cause this, we got to make up in our minds that we're not going to do that again. And We got to hold people accountable that says, hey, we're not going to tinker with things that we don't understand anymore. We're not going to genetically modify anything anymore. And when we repent of that, all this will go away. But let me tell you, mankind is so stubborn, they're so hard-headed and hard-hearted, that they will not repent unless we as Christians unify under one voice and encourage people to repent now if you will turning your Bibles to Luke chapter 13 and we're gonna start with um, verse 1 and there were present at that season some who told him about the Galileans, Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. We're going to talk about that. Let's continue. Verse 2. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? Hmm. So Jesus is making a mention of an event where Galileans were slaughtered and Jesus is asking a question thinking, making people think that hey were these people worse sinners because of the things that they went through, because of some things that they were doing? Let's continue verse 3, I tell you, he says no but unless you repent you will likewise perish or those eighteen whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them? Do you think they were worse sinners than all the other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you likewise repent, you will also perish. Now let's go do some history real quick. Now, when we go back to verse one, we're talking about the Galileans who were sac- who were who were going to Jerusalem to make their sacrifices. Now these Galileans. They were kind of rambunctious people. They were not quiet. They were very vocal in their faith, very aggressive, very assertive in their faith. And they did something to trigger Pilate to come in. And while these people are offering sacrifices on the altar, Pilate sends in troops and slaughters all of them. Now, these are people who were going into the temple to do God's will. But wait a minute, the Jesus says, ask a question, do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? Meaning that Jesus is trying to help us understand that sometimes we're going to look at the way a person dies and think that, well, the way they die shows you what type of person they were. They must have been pretty wicked to die death like that. No. What Jesus is telling us is we can't judge the way a person dies by how they die. We can't judge their life by how they die. And Jesus brings up another situation to confirm. He talks about when the Tower of Siloam fell on those 18 people. Now, what's the Tower of Siloam? Tower of Siloam was a water tower. It was a little bit outside of, I think it was Jerusalem, and they built this tower and it's a water tower, kind of like what we have today, like when you go into your, uh, a city, you see a big old water tower that provides enough pressure so water can flow through the pipes. Well they had a similar tower and what happened was the tower wasn't designed properly and it fell and killed 18 people. It was 18, right? Yes, 18. And the question is, people are thinking, okay, those were innocent men. And Jesus is asking a question. Hey, do you think that those men were worse sinners than all the other men in Jerusalem? Now, these men wasn't even doing anything wrong. They were there working, and Jesus said, "You're going to compare apples to apples. Well, let's here's apples, to apples. You know, Pilate kills, slaughters these men doing God's will. These men die because they were doing Pilate's will. Who was the worse sinner?" And Jesus says none of them, but he does warn us and says, hey, regardless of how you do things in this world, if you don't repent, no matter what good you do, no matter how much you do it, unless you repent of all the wicked things that you're doing, you will likewise perish. Now, why is Jesus saying that? Why is Jesus telling us, and we're reading this story today, about these people who were innocent, one who was doing the will of God, one who was doing the will of Pilate, and the world is thinking that because the way they died, they were horrible sinners, and Jesus is like, no, they were no more wicked than anybody else. What? You are no more wicked than anybody else. So for us as Christians, and I'm going to bring this up, for us as Christians to look at the people who died of COVID and judge them because of the way they lived their life, well, that's what they get for living that, that's what they get. Wait a minute. That's not how Jesus told us to deal with the situation. We look at these people that died of COVID. Here's, I've, heard, I've heard people say well because they didn't get vaccinated they deserve to die, well because they didn't wear a mask they deserve to die, well because they went out and went to work and did their things and tried to take care of their families, you know, and didn't take proper precautions that's because that's what they get, that's what they get, and then you got some people that say well because you got the vaccine and died of the vaccine that's what you get for taking the vaccine, that's what you get, and you, and you, you think about stupid stuff like that and you're like okay, What are we supposed to think then, Raph? Because we're falling into the same trap that these people did with Jesus. We're looking at the fact of the way people died, and we look for reasons to justify, well, it's because of something that they did. No. Jesus is saying, you can't judge how a person dies by the way they lived. The only thing you can judge by is whether or not they repented Because if you don't repent, you will perish. And so I think what Jesus is teaching us today when it comes to COVID is that mankind has gotten to a point in its growth in science and in knowledge to where we believe now that we don't need to repent. We got it all figured out. The reason why people are dying of COVID is because they either didn't get vaccinated or they didn't wear a mask or they got exposed, but whatever it is, it ain't our fault. It's the Lord's fault. And God's like, no. Don't blame him for this mess. Mankind has to get to the place where he repents. Because if we don't repent, yes, just like the people who were slaughtered with by Pilate, just like people who died in the Tower of Salaam, the way they perished, we too will perish. And you say, well, that doesn't really make sense, right? Well, let me make it sense to you. I'm, I'm hoping make it make sense. I believe what the Lord is telling us today is this we tend to believe that there's a cause and effect for everything. Is there a cause and effect? Yes. But what is the effect? What is the effect? You know, these people were going to do a sacrifice. They were doing their cause. They end up being slaughtered. But what was the effect of the slaughtering? The whole thing was it put fear In the minds of people and it made them think about wow these people are going to do god's work they were going into the temple to sacrifice and this horrible thing happened to them (gasps) then what hope is there for us the people who were working on the tower just like the people who were working in 9 11 in the towers they were doing their normal daily tasks no so there's no safety for none of us anything can happen to us we can live a good life or we can live a bad life and we're just gonna end up dying and Jesus says no not so if you repent you won't perish now what did he mean by perish because we think that the perish for us if you read the story in context we would think that the perish is these people dying. No. Them dying was not perishing. The perishing is what happened after death. That's what Jesus is talking about here. See, we're going to die. Every last one of us, eventually we're all going to die. And if we don't repent, what happens after death is what we all need to be concerned about. Because if we don't repent, we will perish. And what does perish mean? Let me break it down for you. Perish means that we're going to spend an eternity in damnation. Eternal damnation. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about. That's what he's trying to warn us about. You can't judge by how a person dies, whether or not they're going to perish or not. Well, they died in that horrific accident. They must have ended up in hell. No, they didn't. Because if they did repent, and their repentance was genuine, then they will not perish, they will have everlasting, everlasting life. For God so loved the world that whosoever believed in him believes in him shall not what people perish, but have everlasting life. So I believe that we have come to a joint venture in our lives globally, but we have to make a decision that we as a nation as people around the world either we repent or we perish now when I say we I'm not talking about me because I'm not going to perish because I'm going to I live for Jesus I'm trying to be all inclusive here but if I have to be frank about it either you repent sinner or you will perish because eventually something's going to get you and you're going to die And if you don't have Jesus Christ in your heart, and you don't have him as your Lord and Savior, and you're not following him, you will perish. COVID is only the beginning. It's going to get way worse. We as Christians, we're going to die of it. Christians have already died. Good men of God that I personally know have died of this thing. And I know they live for God and yet they've died of Hey, I could die of it tomorrow. But don't you dare judge my life by how I died. Well, Godly, that Jesus thing must not be real. Look at how Pastor Rev died. No, because I'm not going to perish like some of you will. I'm going to live for eternity. I'm going to have hope and peace throughout eternity because I'm living my life for Jesus. So it doesn't matter how I die to live as Christ and to die as gain but some of you guys don't have that hope you don't have that assurance because you haven't made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and you're out there risking it you're playing with dice and eventually you're gonna get snake eyes and your numbers gonna get called and then people look at your life and they would be like wow sister Sally was a good person she didn't believe in Jesus but you know, she, she helped the poor and she went to work every day and you know, she did a lot of good stuff. But if she didn't know Jesus she will perish. Her death was only the beginning of her troubles. And I think that's where we need to be at today, people. We can turn this whole situation around. If mankind repents and turns away from their wicked ways, stop legalizing sin, stop legalizing things that go contrary to God's creation. I think God could just change this around just like that. And I really believe that we could repent. And this whole thing would stop. Every Christian, every non-believer, every person around the world, if they just cry out to God and say, hey, we're sorry, we screwed up. Forgive us. Fix this mess. Oh, ain't no doubt in my mind God would turn us around overnight. Just like that. But I think the biggest thing that we need to think about is this, people. Even if God does that, even if we repent and everybody around the world repents and God does make this thing go away, would you still perish? Is your repentance only for the season until this thing is over and then you go back to living your life? Or, Is this a real repentance where you're like, hey, we're done with messing around with God? Well, because I'm going to tell you the truth. (laughs) Let me just get to the end of the story. The book of Revelation says, even if we do repent right now and God just does end this, future generations, there's going to be a time to come down the road where man's going to do it again. They're going to start tinkering with stuff and they're going to create these beings with, you know, locusts with heads of lions and teeth like lions like the book of Revelation talks about. Y'all think that stuff was figurative speech? Man, I'm telling you, I'm starting to believe that what the book of Revelations is talking about is mankind messing with the genes of animals and insects. And we're creating crap that's going to destroy us all. So yes, this is only the beginning, but if we don't repent, we will perish. Meaning that we will spend an eternity in damnation for those of us who don't know Christ. I mean, I know Christ. (laughs) I'm trying to be inclusive, but it's hard for me to be inclusive because if I don't, if I feel, I feel like this, if I don't be inclusive, y'all going to get mad at me and say, I'm judging you guys. So I try to put myself in your shoes, but I'm going to be honest, I'm not in your shoes. I live for Jesus. I know I'm not going to perish, but what about you? Are you going to perish? If COVID doesn't go away and COVID gets you, will you perish? Or will you repent and live forever in God's heavenly kingdom? Because this is the good thing I like about Jesus. This is what I like about the gospel. Even though we will die, we won't perish. The Bible says we're going to come back. (laughs) So you can destroy me now. That's fine. I'll be back. I'll be coming back with Jesus. You know, He's going to resurrect us, people. We'll be back. But those who are not living for Jesus and those who won't repent and turn from their sins and turn from their wicked ways, they're not coming back. They're going to spend eternity in eternal damnation called the lake of fire. where They're going to be burning for eternity where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. So I tell you this, I implore you people today who are watching, repent or you're going to repair it, or, or you will perish. Repent from your wicked ways or you will perish. It, look, you might can escape COVID, but you're not going to escape death. It's coming for all of us. And then that's when it all starts. This is, life is just a gateway to eternity, people. In order to get to eternity, we got to go through life. Just telling it to you like it is. So will you repent? I'm not going to give you the words to say. You need to come up with your own words of repentance to our God. You need to tell Jesus Christ that you're, that you you need to come up with your own words. Come up with some way to let him know that you're sorry and you screwed up. And you want to live for him and you turn your life around with his power, and you start living for him, and through him, and for him, and by him. And you tell everybody around you, repent or perish. That's the message that we need to be preaching today, people. That's the message right there. That's the gospel. Repent or perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. See, the perishing is part of the gospel. If we don't repent, we will perish. Well, not we, but people who don't know Jesus will perish. (laughs) So I implore you today, people. Repent. It's not too late. I don't think that we are at the end times where it's too late to repent. Repent. I guarantee you, if you people out there who are pumping kids with hormonal medications repent and and your parents out there who are promoting ideologies that are going against God's creation if you repent and you turn from your wicked ways I have a feeling God have mercy on us and the Bible says he'll heal our land why would God need to heal our land because we screwed it up God didn't make this mess we did so he says hey repent, call on me. I'll heal your land. No big deal. Done. But you got to repent. Every last one of us. I mean, I'm including me in repentance because, you know, I don't live a perfect life. And I have to repent from some of the stupid thoughts I have, some of the things that I say, some things that I do. It's not because we're living a perfect life that we're not going to perish. We're we're not going to perish because we solely believe in Jesus Christ. That's it. We follow him. We're under his blood. We're under his covenant. So I'm encouraging you people today, get under the blood, get under the covenant, follow Jesus so you don't perish, so you don't end up like these people that Jesus is talking about. These are people that didn't believe in Him, they didn't follow Him, they didn't know Him. And the Bible says they perished. Jesus said they perished. And they don't have to. You don't have to. Nobody has to if you just repent. Okay. Well, that concludes my message for today. I believe that this word has been timely, and that's all I'm going to say about it. So, do as much good as you can while you can. God bless. I'll see y'all later.